A leap of faith, that's all they say it takes. Jumping into the unknown and leaving your fate up to the gods to decide. Hoping the one who jumps with you is holding on as tight as you are. Because if you let go, it could mean the end. Private Eye Dash Malone thought he had someone holding on. He thought they weren't going to let go. But what he's just uncovered could mean the leap he thought he was taking with Johnny Plinkett's was really a nosedive into a twisted web of lies that seems to lead right back to the mysterious Zeta Makara. And now he has to make a choice. Does he stay and face the music? Or does he jump all on his own? A leap of faith. That's all they say it takes. But what do they know anyway? What the hell do you think you're doing? The first rule of walking into a dark room is to find a light source. What's hiding in the shadows is always worse in your mind. Once you shed light on a situation, it's never as bad as it seems. I ought to pound you. Until it is. If I didn't know any better, it looks like you, an officer of the law, are trying to interfere in official police business. Detective Bruno Fernez. If I had a choice between talking to him or catching polio, it would be a difficult choice. All I'm saying is, those keys don't look like they're going to work there. Officer Sal McGill, my inside on the police force and a friend. And currently trying to stall the LAPD from finding me locked inside the office of a dead man. What's taking so damn long? These keys are bent, Detective. Give me a second. Ah, you got a bunch of crooked keys there. That ain't never any good. Get out of here, McGill, before I have you on trash duty. Can a cop be curious? My only options right now. Face Bruno, who hates my guts and thinks I'm involved in Plink's murder. Or go out the window. That ain't it. Well, I could have told you that. Get out of here! I don't have much of a choice. This one might do it. Doubt that. I said hit the road. Five floors up. Enough for a guy to break his neck. There's a fire escape attached to the window next door. The only way to make it is to jump. Ah, it's gotta be this one. You sure about that? Shut up, McGill. What chance do I got? Ah, I think I got it. Here goes nothing. You're listening to Dash, Chapter 6, The Ouroboros. Jesus, would you get a look at this place? Get out of the way, McGill. What do you need me to do, detective? Start packing all this junk up. I'll supervise. Something seems off here. I make the jump. 
I scramble onto the fire escape, which doesn't feel all that sturdy, but it holds. I climb down and hope Sal can keep Bruno at bay until I make it off of this rickety hunk of junk. That's a lot of work for this young officer here, Detective Fernez. Why don't I help? I could use a hand. Don't you have a beat you need to walk? Like I said, on lunch, but always happy to help. Oh, looks like someone left the window open. I got two floors until I'm on solid ground. I look up and I see Sal is looking down. I give him a thumbs up, and that's when what's under me goes. What the hell was that? Oh, no. McGill, you just closed the shade. Clumsy me. Let me get it open. I'm all thumbs today. Get out of the way. What just happened? A bird. It looked like a bird to me. Yeah, like like a really big, big bird. This big bird just had a crash landing. Ow! Cindy. We put the eye in Stop. private It doesn't even make sense. How can I help it's you? It's me. It's it's me. Is it? I had no idea. My wisecracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw. Where are you at? A payphone. A few blocks away from Artie's office. How did that go? Uh, bumpy. But Artie Ponderosa and Plink were involved in something together. Met with Plink several times recently. And all before Plink's big trip. Ow. The night that he got back... The night you met him at the park. Right. Plink said he was meeting someone, and he needed me for backup. That someone had to be Artie. It, it had to be. But Artie ended up dead. Both of them ended up dead, Cindy. Both of them did. I, I know, I'm sorry. I, I found something else. Ow. Something I'm still trying to process, but it's something else that points back to Zeta Makara. What'd you find? Mm, I, I'm going to keep it to myself until I know what it means. But I'm certain she's connected to this, somehow. That's what I've been saying from the start. And if you recall, it says in my contract, if I figure out the case before you do, I get a raise. <laughs> That's not what it says. It is what it says now. I'm updating it. Ow. What is the matter? A fire escape got away from me. Gravity took care of the rest. What on earth is wrong with you? You need to get to a doctor. It wasn't that big of a drop. I just I got a little banged up. I don't like that. Forget about me. You got anything new? Well, while you were mountaineering, I was trying to track down Miss Makara. Any luck? No. I called that museum she works at, but got the runaround from that snooty chicken reception. Let me guess. Her name was... Emily Butterback. But you can call me Miss Butterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to see Miss Makara. I'm afraid... I'm not going to put up with any more runaround, lady. I don't know what you're referring to, but I'm certainly not in the business of giving anyone a runaround, as you so crudely put it. You don't want to know how I put it. Is she here or not? I can't say for sure, but I can give her a message. Make it snappy. Excuse me? I have her earring. 
This is hers, ain't it? Oh, yes, that is hers. Well, go on then. Get her on the horn and tell her I'm here. I didn't know Miss Makara had a boyfriend. I can tell you with absolute certainty, madam, that is impossible. All right, all right. Move it along, guy. Well, that's just what I was about to do, Pops. Trust me, Miss Butterback. You don't want this kind bothering you. I'll check around that exhibit again and see what I can find. <clears throat> yeah? That'll be 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. How could I forget? He wasn't trying to give you any trouble, was he, Miss Butterback? No trouble. But, Henry, can you do me a favor? What do you need, sweetheart? Well, I was hoping you could run upstairs and tell Miss Makara a man is wandering around the exhibit looking for her. I'm certain she'll be quite interested to know. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll have to leave my post, but, uh... Oh, okay, sure thing. Just, uh, try not to cause any trouble while I'm gone, huh? <laughs> oh, me? What kind of trouble would I cause? What kind of trouble, indeed? Back in the museum, in the Egyptian exhibit, Cases and displays of artifacts and relics. Each has a story. That's what Plink used to say. He had an antique shop over on Broadway. He was a dealer and he scammed people, but he was trying to make a go at being on the right side of the law. At least that's what he would tell me. And then I realized something. I'm speaking of him in the past tense. Because he's gone. I freeze for a moment, feeling guilty that I was too blind to see it, feeling hurt because he didn't tell me what the hell was going on, feeling that fall off of the fire escape. Ow! Mm. I press on. I have no choice. I don't know much about archaeology, even less about Egypt. I know God sent them plagues to free his people. That's what happens when you're raised on a farm and the only history book you got is the Bible. I come to a painting of two gentlemen and they're entwined. Their faces touching, holding each other. Two pieces of a whole put together. I almost blush. The Bible never covered this. Fascinating, isn't it? A voice from... Somewhere startles me, and I, I say somewhere because there's no one else in this exhibit. What the hell? My, My favorite, favorite portrait of these two. And then, as if his body was catching up to the voice, he appears, and my very soul seems to skip a beat. Kumonotep and Nyankunam. Come again? The men in the painting. Those were their names. Kumonotep and Yankunam. Well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Indeed. I'll call them Ken and Nick. Cute. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, Ken and Nick, what's their story? A story for sure. A myth, maybe. But some could call it... Hope. Hope? Or the brokenhearted. See, Ken and Nick, they were personal assistants to the Pharaoh in the last era of the Fifth Dynasty. Some believe they were great friends. Some believe they were brothers. But others, those of us that count, we knew they were... They were together? (laughs) Together, yes. But their love was much more than an earthly affection. Paintings such as these were not created for ordinary love. Oh. Well, what's so special about them? They were true worshippers of Atum. Atum? The most high god of all Egypt. It is said he first appeared to mankind as a snake eating its own tail. Like uh, an Ouroboros? Yes! The Ouroboros. The snake. The serpent. The dragon. Eating its own tail. Life devouring death. And death conquering life. Did you say dragon? This Ouroboros. The sigil. proves every ending into a beginning. It is a mark that comes at a great cost, but is priceless to many. It sounds better than a new icebox. Those that hold the mark are imbued with great power, a connection to the gods, and rebirth. Rebirth. It goes back to the creation story in a book called uh, Genesis. Ah, now that one I've heard of. There was a garden, and a snake tempted humankind to discover ultimate knowledge by eating the forbidden fruit. Yes, apples were different then. What a story. But these two, Ken and Nick, as you call them, they knew the truth, and they honored the truth. And in return, they received a prayer. Sounds like a poor consolation prize. It was something to whisper into the dark as they would never be alone again. Well, I've never had a prayer answered, so call me dubious. Perhaps you do not know how to pray. Oh, I know how to pray, all right. My knees are sore just thinking about it. Sometimes we do our best work on our knees. I guess that depends on your line of work. As an investigator, you must be familiar with many lines of work. Ah, what gave it away? Your picture is in the paper for one thing. Mr. Malone. (laughs) You looking for an autograph from a disgraced cop turned private eye? So who should I make it out to? Professor Abendigo Shu. Charmed to meet you. He extends his hand, 
I take it and then something all at once makes me want to fall into his arms and never leave. Dash. And then I hear Plink's voice coming from the past. Somewhere. And I let go. Ah. True love always gets in the way. Excuse me? You haven't seen it yet, have you? You know, you're a real book of riddles, aren't you, Professor? The painting. Look at the painting. The two men holding each other. What does their shape create? Like a circle or... You are closer to the truth than you realize, Mr. Malone. And then like before, he's gone. And I don't know who I was talking to, or what I was talking to. Every time I come into this museum, this exhibit... No, stay focused. The Ouroboros means rebirth. So, could that mean... maybe? Dash. That came from the other room. It sounded like Plink. Dash. There it is again. Holy hell, I'm losing it. Dash. I bound into the next room. The one I was in last night. The one that houses... this... thing. This creature. This monster. I hear Miss Butterback's voice in the back of my head from the night before. His name is Impetu, forgotten son of the last pharaoh of the fifth dynasty. They say he tricked and betrayed the most powerful gods, and that's why he was cursed to such an awful fate. And now that I see it again, in the light of day, that thing, it looks like... you lose someone, you see them everywhere. He's not here. He's gone. Get a hold of yourself, Malone. Start seeing the facts. Dash. What was that? Dash. Hello? Is anyone there? Plank? A voice coming from another door. I open it. Pitch dark. First rule of walking into a dark room is to find a light source. What's hiding in the shadows is always worse in your mind. When you shed light on the situation, it's never as bad as it seems. Until it is. found Zeta Makara. Dr. Terra Meridian, do you copy? Dr. Terra Meridian, come in. What is your report? The operation is accelerating at a rapid pace. 
I would prepare for revivification before the rise of the next full moon. That does not give us the time we need. Redouble your efforts. We have not come all this way, gotten so close to fail now. We have made a promise, and unlike these Americans... Which you are. Unlike these scum, we will fulfill our end of the bargain. Ready the army. We are about to greet one who has not walked this world for centuries. It will be glorious to bathe in the blood of our enemies. You mean the detective, Miss Butterback? Especially the detective. And the name is Scorpion. Dash will return in two weeks. But stay tuned next week for a very special look behind the scenes. Starring Peter Zelinsky, Sarah Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Shana Massad, Christopher Tolomeo, Thomas Robert Irvin, Kathy Mostek, Lee Jacobs, Robert Hibbs, Richard Dietz, and Carlos Giga. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Sound designed by Mick Loro. Music by Christopher Tolomeo and Mick Laurel. Designed, edited, and produced by Mick Laurel with Ed Hill. Executive producers Ed Hill and Andrew Greenwood. Dash created by Dave Ebersole and D. Leah Gable. Until next time, I'm Jim Diamond. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Dash, on Instagram at Dash.Noir, or send us an electronic letter at DashThePodcast at gmail.com. Dig deeper into Dash by getting the graphic novel from Northwest Press, available on Comixology, Amazon, NorthwestPress.com, or your local comic bookshop.